0: Once again, you're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland, KQACHD3 Portland, and our sister station, KXRWLP Vancouver, streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. You're listening to Night School with Bobby D., the finest in modern soul, Boogie, and Outsider Funk. We're going to dig deep with local legend here tonight. I am blessed to be here in the studio with the one and only Mr. J.W. Fr- Friday. J.W., on, thanks for being on the show.
1: On Friday, Bobby. Thank you, man, to be here with Bobby D. <laughs> Kicking we're, it off.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're going to just go deep on some cuts, you know, like, um, you know, things that J.W. was involved in musically, things that I'm sure he presented musically as a DJ. I mean, J.W.'s history uh, here in Portland runs deep. And as far as I know, you know, it kind of started around this time that this record, The Cavaliers, Unlimited, dropped
1: well you know yeah yeah i'd agree with that yeah <laughs> i'd agree with that kind of a launch pad uh yeah and you know uh since you say it like that let's look at uh the perspective of where it launched from please uh there was a teen nightclub here in the city uh located then on the corner of williams avenue and Not street and it was called the seven of diamonds yes okay seven of Diamonds. And we had uh, one of our, I like, might as well call him, he's he's one of our local heroes, Um, and that was Nate Proby. Yeah, right. Uh, Nate Proby uh, got this mindset to open up a teen nightclub and gave us an opportunity, not just us, the Cavaliers, so many groups to come through and to, I like to, as musicians say, work the weekend, you know. And man, did we have some fun. We learned a lot of things, you know, musically. Right. Uh because we started seeing what other people were doing and they weren't just doing what do they call it now? Um uh when you're the band and what do they call it? What some people call it faking the funk, but uh when you're a cover band. Cover band, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's the word. You play everything exactly like it's supposed to be played, but Groups were coming out and they were changing it. They were adding bridges. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, something, and just all of a sudden it makes you look at the band, stand, and go, what? <laughs> you know, and if you can count, if music is what you do, all of a sudden you might stop dancing and just start looking at the band.
0: So the Cavaliers Unlimited was one of those groups uh, that was playing the Seven of Diamonds, oh, correct? Yeah, and th- yes. this is an era, we're talking the late 1960s, early 70s, mm-hmm. when. A teen club was a thing. I mean, you can't necessarily say that this day and age, correct?
1: Well, there might be a few out there that are uh, spinning music. I, I don't know. You know that that success perspective uh, doesn't seem to be something that really got what is it passed down? Well, it got passed down or should I say transitioned? Okay. Uh, it's just not there. Uh, mm-hmm. Young people don't have a whole lot of things that uh, that they can do right now. You know, there's not a lot of places that they can go. Uh, so much hostility. And sure, and yeah. they don't want to. They need it. They deserve it. Um, but there's not a lot of people dedicated to make sure that that happens. And like I said, I come from a different era. Uh, even though I was at the Seven of Diamonds, there was somebody there that knew my mama. <laughs> <laughs> the older generation was and, watching and, out. And look, man, it's like, don't make me call her. Because uh, that's just how it was. It was different you know and we sort of checked our own selves you know and, and it never led to the finale of death you know you might learn to leave somebody alone how that might happen and i think that's a good lesson learn to leave people alone uh, <laughs> it really is when you once you learn that lesson i think you might be a survivor <laughs> well let's take it back let's let's yeah.
0: listen to jw friday back in the day with the cavaliers unlimited at, well, well oh, go ahead
1: well i need to say this because yeah. it's not I, I'm honored tonight. I, I want to say that I'm honored to be here with you tonight. But when you say the Cavaliers, there's an S on the end of it. And uh, the Cavaliers, uh, Harvey McDaniels yes. on bass. Yep. Uh, Ricky Brame on guitar. Yep. Greg Henderson on drums. James Thomas, son of the historic wrestler Shag Thomas. Yep. Um, on trumpet and lead vocals. And yours truly, J.W. Friday. On the organ. Here it
0: is. You're listening to The Nasty by the Cavaliers Unlimited. Once again, you're listening to X-Ray FM Night School with Bobby D. Special broadcast with J.W. Friday in the building. We just heard The Nasty by the Cavaliers Unlimited recorded live at the Seven of Diamonds. Jay, tell me more about that.
1: Live at the Seven of Diamonds. Yeah, that was uh, I remember the night, you know, uh, and if you if you've ever seen the movie The Temptations, there was the night that they came to Motown. Uh huh. All right, and they came in, and and that he said it. There was something in the air, you know, and it's that, at that point in that movie, I almost start crying all the time because you have to understand what that feels like, because we had gone in. I mean, a guy pulled up in his truck, okay, remote truck, with he, with the gear, with the gear, and okay. we set up in the Seven of Diamonds. Wow, in your home spot. I in mean, our, if you're the, playing in it. our spot, you know what I'm saying? That was our spot. There, there were a lot, like I said, a lot of groups around the gangsters were still, man, they were so high. There was hot. a lot of kicking groups. But oh, they were so high.
0: One thing that's so <laughs> remarkable about this group that, you know, the Cavaliers Unlimited, you know, you're one of the only bands in Albina that had a record that came out. And this this record on Century Records is a 45. I mean, we <laughs> have to be real about that because uh, compared yeah. to other musical markets, Seattle, uh-huh. uh, San Francisco, yeah. it's very scant to hear soul music come out of Portland and and yours did and this we we also have to be clear this is a very sought after record you know at this at this point in time isn't that amazing i mean it's simply amazing this is a three-figure record on the market you know collectors go wild for it dj shadow reissued this record uh in 2005 mississippi records you owe me some money shadow (laughs) right mississippi records some money (laughs) so there's something to be said for that that sound like george clinton i gotta get my money man but anyway (laughs) uh
1: you know that's what happened uh Again, Century Records, subsidiary of RCA. See, I did not know that. See, okay. let's get some, you know, add to this. It's, again, it's been a unique journey. You know, God has been good to me, you know, and, and you have to look at it, and it goes back to Irvington. And again, having and coming from a time where music was introduced to the students. Yeah. You know, they didn't just give you a, a, a block and, and a peg to hit it, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 they gave you a, a, a timbrel. You know what I'm saying? They they brought in an auto harp. I fell in love with the auto harp. Oh wow! Oh, because you could push chords down and just strum. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you if you stuck with it, all of a sudden, watch this. I was a country and western singer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the chords. I want to hear that right Because the chords were there. Oh, yeah. it would be a hit. It would be a hit. <laughs> Trust, that. Trust Seven that.
0: Seven of Diamonds also kind of doubled as an after school club, from what I understand. You know, as a way in which uh, kids could get together, rehearse their their music. Um, you know there are other opportunities mm-hmm. like that, not Street Center, uh, Dishman, oh. Albina Art Center. Yeah, um, oh,
1: Albina Art Center for sure. That was that was a great beginning because they had music rooms in the back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wonderful times. Uh, Betty Overton uh, was director then, and many things were going on there. The building still is occupied and is still very active. You know, uh, but over thinking back right to the uh, Day, Williams, Williams, and Killingsworth. Yeah, right. And right it, on the corner.
0: Hau- houses now uh, turn, turn, turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, feminist bookstore, mm-hmm. uh, greenhouse, um, among other things. You think back on that time, like I mean, first of all, you you mentioned that you were about sixteen when that recording dropped, and many members of the band are around that uh, age. Yeah, we're age. You know, this is a a time where
1: Where we're disappearing by the by the by the handful. You know. And it's 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 not humorous, but it's just time. Sure. Uh, but you know the beauty of it is, is that uh, as you talked about the record, it's just re- literally amazing to me uh, that it has done what it has done. And it's just it's just five kids, you know what I'm saying, having fun. Right. You know, messing up, and right. from our mess up, it turns into something that is historic. And 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 it's really funny in a time where they're trying to crush all history and trying to turn it into less than and or try to forget it. But it's just amazing to me that we're here and we kick a den into this thing, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's, it, as I tracked it, and nobody else did this in the band but me, I looked, something said Google it one day. Okay. And I just Googled it. Yeah. And I went, oh my goodness. And and I never forget, I saw Rick, I was like, say man, have you ever Googled this? And I look at man you didn't know what you guys were doing, listen man you don't know how big this is right and i printed out some stuff and he's like what I Wh- said, when did we- that happen oh man uh, that was like seven years ago okay or something like that yeah seven eight years ago and it was like i was oh, like oh my goodness and then i saw it was really funny <laughs> when you see it written in japanese oh i know right <laughs> and all the rest it. it's like <laughs> what what and it's like it says an essential if you're a spinner. You know, if you're on if you're on the wheels of steel, it's an essential to your collection, pre-funk, and that is just I throw my hands up right? because George Clinton is truly the captain of the mothership, and uh, musically, you know, you think to Herbie Hancock, you know, for me, Fat Albert Rotundra. I was talking about that augmented chord, yeah, yeah, Fat Albert Rotunda, dun, 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 dun. and Donald Hepburn, formerly of the group Soul Masters, and then they turned into Pleasure, yeah. Uh, great pianist he and his brother Mickey uh, or Michael um, just taught us man we had people that were teaching us Earl Thomas uh, yeah. had his house and it, it was called the hole musicians would come through there and just jam all night long and it, it's like when I get opportunity to play with a dear friend of mine Milton Vance there are no there are no wrong notes when we play there we, you go we stick with it we st- w- when it's a change you might not even know what key it's in Just stick with it till you find it. Yeah. And when you find it, we'll come back that way. Now it's your turn not to mess up. (laughs) (laughs) If you can play by the rules, then you can break them too. Yeah, Yeah. You know, so in that, and it's funny because Miles Davis was asked one time, he hit a wrong note. He said, so what do you do after you hit a wrong note? He said, "Hit the next note." <laughs> you know. So well, again.
0: I heard you mench- mention the gangsters. You know, another yes. group of the era, um, wow, led by Thera Memory. Let's just dig into one of those tunes too. Well, you can hear it side by side. Well, a, a well the
1: real gangsters, Thera wasn't even Thera wasn't even around when the original gangsters dropped. Gangsters '68. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. See, that's now we're talking a whole nother animal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean this essentially came out of the Albina Arts Center this is one of those groups
1: oh alright all right. this, is,
0: this is a tune arranged by Thera uh, unreleased it's a, a song called L.A. Funk it features Calvin Walker Jimmy and Johnny Sanders Lester oh, McFarlane oh
1: man look out here did you see that picture I posted of Lester playing the bass I did yeah uh, the late Carolyn Gladden had a homegoing celebration most recently she wrote did she really she yes. wrote that book the yes.
0: b- book of Northwest Jazz or that, or, is, yeah. that is her she I didn't just, know that she, she passed yes okay. she
1: just passed uh Had a a, a nice family gathering, and I I was blessed to be able to be in the room. And going through the photo albums, I saw that. She had some great photos. That's where that came from. Okay. Great photos. She's a photographer, too. She she just documented her way, just taking, you know, simple uh, collective photos to say, like, say, I was there. Right. uh, She was a wonderful person, uh, world traveler, enjoyed to go, enjoyed Caribbean music and different things like that, but within this collection, a lot of shots of different people. No kidding. You know, okay. Norman Sylvester out on stage, the guy as they were on the rise. Yeah. Um, Mel Brown, uh, Diana Ross's drummer, and uh, if Mel's listening, I still want my autographed photograph of Diana Ross. Mel, <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal thing. I love him. Uh, great people, Ronnie Steen and all of them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They're yeah. in there. That 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 came this way. Uh, Big Sam, uh, six foot nine jazz singer. Uh, man, just had it going on. Yeah. You know, so there, there's a lot of things uh, we were privy to. We've already talked with uh, the mayor of the community, Paul Nose, and through the Cotton Club and, and being a young musician, uh, being able to be on the bandstand alone. Yeah, You, yeah, don't, yeah. Get, you don't get off the bandstand and put you out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, within that, as a musician, being exposed to great players. Sure. And, yeah. and learning from them. And even if we couldn't play it, we tried to. Right, well, I, I would certainly say that Thera Memory qualifies as as one of those. And a great teacher, great friend met him the first day he got to Portland, the first day. Was that with Joe Tex? Uh, no, that was down the street from my house. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, but he was on tour with Joe, the, yes. so the story goes.
1: Yes, yes. Well,
0: Let's dig into a tune. We'll, we'll he kind of hear it, provide a little context. This a uh, song called L.A. Funk. It's by the Gangsters, uh, recorded in the early 70s. We're not sure on a okay. date of that. Here we go. Night School with Bobby D. We've got JW Friday in studio. You're listening to X-Ray FM. Right, once again you're listening to X Ray FM Night School with Bobby D here in studio with a JW Friday. We've been hey. just listening to some tunes by the gangsters. Yeah. You know, playing that albina organ funk, jazz funk, whatever you want to call it. It's it's what? kicking and it's technical.
1: That's that's not easy music to play. Lester McFarland on bass hit a note, Bobby was just, all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> what the Where was that? Man, yeah Man, that just boy, he was so funky. I mean he was so creatively I think he could hang upside down and play the bass. Matter of fact, I think I saw him do. it. Uh, realistically, you know. And he played in so many
0: groups. I mean, uh, whether it be uh, Portland Junk was one, yeah. a group that he did. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, stepped in with the Esquires. He moonlighted with, um, I believe, Cruise Control at come one on, point or another. Come on. Uh, Greg Smith Band. Jazz Crusaders. Well, and and that's the ultimate. Yeah, where he, where he really went. Yeah. And,
1: and you know that's really a funny. That's a funny story because uh, had my. I believe this, he's funky, but I believe that my brother-in-law, Harvey McDaniel, the bass player for the Cavaliers, had he not been out touring with Greg Brown, (laughs) I'm sorry, Greg Smith, the Greg Smith band, they were out of town when that that call came through. Sounds really really funny, man. Yeah, this is is kind of a unique twist uh, within it. It's unique how the hand of fate is so unique. When that call came out that they were, this opportunity was there for someone from Portland to... To join up with them, and um, as I said, Harvey's name had been brought up, but he was out of town, and they needed somebody like right now.
0: So, And just to provide some context for our listeners, at that time, the Jazz Crusaders were one of the highest grossing instrumental groups in the history of popular music. Uh, I mean, to be able to be a uh, jazz instrumental group at that time was, was getting less and less mainstream, and they were somehow able to do it. And they are, uh, remain to be one of the most sampled groups in hip hop. The Crusaders,
1: often they kept it pure. There were but it was pure, you know. That's you have the, the the jazz purists, and and they transcended, and that was most unique. Then you had some. It got too electric for some group, for some uh, saxophone players and things like that. So the sound uh, kind of deteriorated in its own right. Uh, kind of got cosmetic. But the Crusaders, man, they kept it there. Uh, wayne henderson and the gang man they were doing some unique right. stuff some unique stuff and it was it was danceable you know not to say that jazz isn't but it was so dance floor danceable you know it transitioned and that's always unique yep even when we talk about jazz grover washington look at uh mr yeah. magic come on oh, man yeah. that was a dance floor that's a funky tune.
0: and you mentioned wayne henderson oh, and, yes. and grover i mean that's essentially the connection that brought p- pleasure uh to the national stage so portland's pleasure. You know, got uh, a really nice benefit through Wayne Henderson of the Crusaders, yes. essentially taking them on as a recording project. Hello. But I'm going to flip the script on you, Jay. Okay. I, I People need to know about you and your history in local radio. Uh, you spent many years at K-Boo. Uh You did a program. <laughs> you've, I, I mean, I know that you've done more uh, than one program and you've held, uh, you know, court in many different ways. I mean, every time I bring up your... Um, you know, experience in the, in the radio community. People just talk about you with the highest regard and we'll go on and on, but I have to admit, you know, I you're gonna have to fill in the blanks. You played soul music, you played R&B, yeah, yeah. you, um, you know, were at the helm, you know, sort of speaking to and for the community uh, on a lot of different platforms. Talk about where, where that started, uh, you know, whether it be a year or whether it be um, a feeling and, uh, you know, where it brings you today
1: um okay well thank you thanks for asking uh (laughs) and i told you before no one's ever really asked me so this is rather a unique moment so i'm looking forward to just sharing well it started uh went to a television show and a friend of mine worked at the television station and uh he allowed me to come up into the booth and watch The show, how it's produced. I'm talking television. This is how this thing started. I, I got hooked on. I was amazed at what they were doing in the main control room at this television station. Okay. I was going. I can do this. And then I was allowed to hang around for another show. And then I watched the cameramen do their work, and they did their show, unlocked the camera, did the show, brought it back down, locked it up, and then went for a coffee break. And I went and talked to him, and he said, "I'm union." And I went, "Huh?" And so he gave me this thing about being a union cameraman, yada, yada. And I was like, wow. And then I asked him how much he made, and it was like, I can do this. Okay. So I went to school for television, and part of the television program was to take a semester of radio. Oh, okay. All right? And uh, I took radio. And as we were going through this thing, it was an opportunity to come up. They were showing us how to work the board. All right? And- it had two, two turntables and the board and a microphone. So it's like, okay, so I'm going to try this thing. I'm not really here for this. Radio's not my thing, you know, and I had friends that were on the radio already doing radio before that, but never thought about radio, had opportunity to go to the station and think, man, I don't want to go there. That's radio. It's the invisible medium. Sure. So, yeah. uh, here I am. I get these two records, go up and try it, hit it like, wow. And it came kind of natural. Okay. Um, you know uh matter of fact i'm trying to think uh uh it was on it was kpcc the nifty 650 on your am wow. dial
0: the nifty 650, it was the
1: nifty 650 <laughs> on your am dial that's where it started you know and but the next time i came to the my opportunity came in the class in the same lesson i instead of taking the two records that they had which was something i couldn't understand I grabbed something that I was familiar with. It might have been some Motown or some Stacks or something like that. And I went at it like I was in New York City. And I'd only heard <laughs> about it, you know. I didn't know how to do it, but I, 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 I went for it. I had a friend, his name was Dick Beckman. And I told him my name and he said, oh wow, JW Friday. My main man with the master plan. Uh So I became JW Friday, your main man with the master plan. That's how it started. So
0: you're roughly, how old would you say around this time?
1: I am in my 30s. Okay. In my 30s, you know. And uh, so I was on a bus and riding down the street. And I I look over and there's Michael Vance. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's Michael Vance. And okay. I'm in the radio. I'm trying to get in somewhere. You know, everybody in the class is getting these uh, little opportunities at different stations and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I need to get an opportunity. Because he
0: was in an established radio. Oh, yeah. He was uh,
1: established from KQIV days. Yeah. You know, where everybody met him as MD 2020, Mad Dog 2020.
0: Was that an AN station too, KQIV?
1: Uh, It was an FM station. OK. It was an FM station. Uh, Now, why Soul, which was before that. Uh huh uh was an am station okay and it had those little uh transmitters yeah the you know, neighborhood yeah stuff. the neighborhood stuff i oh. could hear it in the driveway but i couldn't hear it in the house
0: yeah right and that's yeah. a, a story in and of itself you yeah. know transmitters that were placed strategically throughout northeast portland mm-hmm. so people could hear essentially you know an early version of the internet <laughs> you know in the nutshell it was it was a network yeah uh you for know. radio but anyhow as you're saying so you you see michael vance
1: i see michael vance get off the bus don't know where i was going but suddenly i was going in the door that i saw him going there was a sign that said KBOO. I i didn't and i was like great and he disappeared when he went in it's like when i said hey man yo what's happening and he said oh come on in man i went in the studio and sat there and he started the show and man my heart began to race man it was unbelievable you know because this was a real radio station And I'm in there, and Mike's doing his thing. Then he does this unbelievable thing: says, Come on up to the mic, man, and say hello to the people. And I don't know what I said, but this is true. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of egotistical, but it's funny. Um, The phone rings, and Mike goes, It's for you. No way. This is (laughs) real. It's for you. And I I take it, and this lady's on the other end. She goes, Oh, your voice sounds so wonderful. <laughs> so that's in-
0: incentive enough, right there, huh?
1: <laughs> I was, I was done, man. I was hooked. <laughs> what can I say? Oh man, I was hooked. But that, that's a real story. But and then Michael transitioned and went up uh, to do radio in Seattle. Ah. Uh, and okay. uh, it was Thanksgiving. And there, that was when I first hit the air. It was Thanksgiving by myself uh, doing his show. And this is
0: like Saturday nights or something. Yeah, like that, it was right? it
1: was Saturday night uh, from eight to uh, ten o'clock. Okay, and and you, uh-huh. uh, th- this is the early eighties
0: when this is going down. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, like early mid eighties. Okay, right in there. And uh, so Michael, as I say, transitions to radio in in Seattle, and uh, an opportunity is extended to me, and it was extended to me with this term go for it. <laughs> okay. And uh we we went for it. Yeah. And uh then we made a grave error. We came from behind the mic and we became visible. And let me tell you how's that? That's that's tell why me, it's, tell that, me about that's that. insane. Because uh once people know who you are, it's 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 just different. it, uh-huh. it, it just really is. It's it's really different. Uh it's funny. Uh it's very rewarding in its own right, uh, not in a, in a in a monetary way, uh-huh. but just the, the things people share with you, you know, uh, if they enjoyed it, if they, they liked the music. I was doing gospel music one time, and uh, I decided to remove the prayer line, the prayer request, because they kept saying the same one over and over and over again. I was like, if, if God hasn't answered your prayers by now, <laughs> you know, you need to just forget about it. So I. I did a live prayer on the air something like that, but long story short, I was walking down the street and this car pulled over and this lady got out. She says, excuse me, is your name JW Friday? No. I said, "Uh, yes. She said, "Uh, mother would like to speak with you. And I came over to the car and her mother was sitting in the front seat. And she said, "Uh, JW, I know you threw out the uh, prayer list, but let me tell you, I really need to hear that. And the reason I need to hear it is because uh, the name before my name is my friend and she really needs to hear her name every Sunday. We need to hear that. That encourages us. Wow. And I said and she said, now, baby, this is how she was talking to me. She said, now, baby, uh, can you get mother back on next week? I said, mother, you'll be on as long as I'm there. Wow. <laughs> and it was just a lesson. Sure. Because people, there are certain components of different programming that people really live for and uh, from the spiritual perspective as well as from a musical perspective. If you're the person that brings that touch of what they stand in need of, like on a Saturday night, if you're up-tempo and they can put you on and sit down with their family and pull out the dominoes and have some fun or be out in the backyard or it's a hot summer night and they're sitting out on the front porch right. and they're listening to you, man, they calling you, talking about, we're on the front porch, man, give us a shout-out. Right. And we're, we're hollering to the neighborhood, and, and then we have those guys that are listening, maybe even now, that might be incarcerated, that, that get an uplift from what they're able to uh, receive, even though they're behind bars right music transcends bars you know so this is this is a time when uh
0: you know community radio really did that too i mean we'd like to think that it's it's still doing that but there's so many platforms in 2018 to hear music uh in this era i mean you you've just described it you had a, an entire constituency you have all these people that are listening for certain things yes. and in a way you're you're a public servant <laughs> you know well, you you're, become that
1: if you, right? if you have any common sense to uh where the the moment that you've been blessed to enhance, right? Uh, you have to bring information that is relevant to your listening audience. Uh, I remember when people used to call in where the party was at. Right. If there's a party at such and such and such, and then of course we found out that was fake. So I'll never forget. I told them I said the party's on 192nd and going. Pause. And when you get there, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you, you you realize what's important and what isn't. And sure. you want to direct the people to where they can enjoy themselves, uh, s- especially to a place that will give them a nice evening, something that uh, they don't have to worry about. Right. You d- you'll never want to put them in harm's way. You always want to. Um, and if there's need to speak to an alert, you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so that they all understand uh, this is going to be a nice evening, but keep your eyes open. Sure. You know, because it's different, especially
0: now. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. And, and and in a way, you're sort of reporting the news. Uh, on that level you know as far as uh current events and things that are pertinent to the community on within your show um i I think it's also important to to note that you know not only was radio a destination for you but also you know before you know it from what you know i've heard you're you're popping out at parties (laughs) you know you're djing probably some of those same teen (laughs) clubs that you uh began to play music in as a youngster um playing around town uh Talk about your experience as a DJ, uh, specifically. Well,
1: yeah. we've had a lot of fun doing that. Um, mostly, as it begins, from a private perspective with people that want you to come and do a birthday party or something like that. I, but really, for myself, I think that one of the greatest things or the best fun I used to have was to get off the air and go by a friend's house that's having a party and just go to the back room, man, and, and, and bring a crate. <laughs> oh sure and sit down man and set the house on fire <laughs> and you know it's like and if they have a microphone oh my goodness you know we used to have a lot of fun like that but we had a great opportunity to, to spend at a lot of the clubs here um i remember when we invaded on the rocks that was just insane you know downtown. is that a club yeah on downtown on third okay. avenue it was it was a, a dance club a disco club if you will um people came to dance you know to, to hear the platters and and have fun there um there there were spots downtown uh the up to down staircase was always unique i like that one you know that was cr- two clubs in one dj upstairs live band downstairs that are you talking about the one on on russell downtown yeah. okay downtown oh, okay, downtown oh I don't, on, that's on it's i not believe the downs- second you're not talking about the
0: downstairs lounge no 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 that's
1: the, no that the upstairs downstairs lounge yeah right up to downstairs is a whole nother see, oh, that's a whole okay. other one that's downtown got it yeah.
0: so and that's like
1: 1980s club scene yeah 80s leading into the 90s when Peters have it and you know disc uh the hustle was going on you know stuff like that sure and, and it's like I said I hated the hustle I cannot do the hustle ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I, and I'm stumbling on the electric slide so don't hate on me
2: <laughs> but, but you a, got
1: other folks doing it well they love they can do it they can handle it you know yeah. I, I'm liking the wobble though don't get me twisted uh i like the wobble something about that song but can you can you do the dougie uh my son can Uh he can do the collegiate now that's his own dance but all right uh you know but djing in the clubs is fun uh like i said for me i had most fun at on the rocks uh did a few other spots you know but just being out there you know open for a few groups you know different stuff like that just maintaining the rhythm and that's that's so funny because i was laughing As you were talking about names, we started as the Essence of Soul, and as I say that, I want to say Shahid. It's called the Essence of Soul. Okay, (laughs) just seems to have forgotten along the way. But my first what's the name of the show? The show was the Essence of Soul. It was called that because it was only two hours, and when you look at it in relevance to uh, chocolate cities like Detroit, New York los angeles uh different places that have 24 hour uh black radio if you will right uh with information and all kinds of things uh gospel in the morning uh stock market etc etc relevant community uh news on the radio at a relevant time as you're going home traffic reports and things like that so you know what's going on uh all we had was two hours so we really had to look at what we did in this two hours now some people would tell you i talked over a lot of stuff but understand I was presenting it to you so you could go buy your own music.
0: <laughs> now take
1: that. But anyway, uh, you learn how to do that and to to structure programming. You know, the, the circle, you understand the circle? When they say you block it out in a circle. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, that, sure. Yeah, but it's more than the circle. Uh, and even now, if we get in the right circle, we'll have a great time. So it, we have to. it behooves us to research like you do and make certain that what we're giving is quality and solid information that'll direct you somewhere that you would like to be a part of and bring you something, uh, in advance, you know, which reminds me of some information I'm going to pull up here and I want to share because there's something coming up, uh, designed for women a couple of months down the road. That might be a nice evening you know, for ladies to come out and, uh, uh, it's a woman's time, you know, and it's, it's going to be unique, uh, spiritually uplifting. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I got to pull it up, but you Maybe know.
0: we can take a moment to dig oh.
1: into some new music.
0: That's uh, right. I brought I, something special. You yeah. queued it up for me. Tell us about that.
1: Um, this, this next song that we're going to share, I want to play this for the tragedies that have uh, plagued our nation as of late. And I don't need to tell you where it happened. You already know. Uh, there are children involved. There are teachers involved. There are uh, parents involved. And, and everybody is hurting right now. But there's a song... Uh, by some young ladies from this city right here, Portland, Oregon. Their name is the Brown Sisters and, and I, I, I love them dearly and hopefully, yes, I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we've got something going on here. Okay, all right. Well, we can come back to that if we can't bring that to you right this minute. We can come back to that. baby. Oh, matter of fact, let's move up a little bit more with Portland's own Andy Stokes.
2: Life. Come in my life, baby
1: It.
0: All right, once again, you're listening to Night School with J.W. Friday here in studio. You're listening to X-Ray, X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland, KQAC 3 Portland, and our sister station, KXRWLP <laughs> Vancouver, streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Jay, that was Andy Stokes. That's his that, new tune.
1: That's Andy's uh, new song. I was over here wrestling with this headset, man. It turned into <laughs> an octopus on me. Uh-oh. Uh, but no, that's Andy's uh, latest Release, man! Best day ever. I love that song, man. Yeah, I love that song. That song is a stepper's delight. <laughs> well put. It, it yeah, it really is. And uh, I'm I'm glad for Andy. He was at. The, he went to the Grammys. I was glad to see my friend at the Grammys. Uh, you know, getting the feel for where he's headed and to have this new release. As a matter of fact, as they told me, and I'm the only person that has that song right there too, so you heard it right here. On CD, wow, That's right. okay. you know, so. And uh,
0: Andy, a local legend in his oh, own right, he has he's passed through the studio uh, kind of like right at the beginning when a, a lot of these events started happening mm-hmm. for him, you know, a, yeah. maybe a year and a half, no, almost two years ago now is the first time he came through point being that you know he's got a new album in the works it's going to feature snoop Dogg among hey, many other producers i got
1: the info man i got okay. the info hit, hit us it drops next month okay it drops in march it drops in march man
0: and if you were around back in the day you know <laughs> you know what andy can do a uh, member of cooler before yes. that lights out yes. he also played in the sophisticated funk band yes he uh it was a football star yeah i uh i mean this this guy can do a lot of things. And